0: Listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday show for you today, including something very serious that we need to go over. And plus, we're going to talk a little bit about what Rachel said recently that I missed yesterday, the Bachelorette finale ratings, and a couple things that um, on the back end that we'll talk about. We'll do that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share plus sex that you will look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. I first want to start out by saying a mistake again. Speaking so quickly yesterday, totally just goofed. I mentioned the love boat reality show that's coming up on CBS that aired during the Survivor premiere. <laughs> I start talking about The Love Boat and I'm talking about Isaac the bartender and then <laughs> uh, all of a sudden I started venturing into Fantasy Island talk when I was talking about Ricardo Montalban and Tattoo. I, I, don't, it was, I was mixing the two shows. I think it was just a lot of... Uh, there was always a lot of White suits and a lot of the boat in the background was a lot of white. I I don't know why I started talking about Fantasy Island, but I did. Sorry about that. But, yeah, the Love Boat is going to be a reality series. I'm probably going to end up watching. I want to talk about Rachel first, and then I need to get into something that uh, is very serious uh, in regards to one of the potential contestants on Zach's season. First off, starting with Rachel, I think one of the biggest things is a lot of people wanted to know the timeline of everything in regards to Tino. And it wasn't really addressed when they spoke in the Happy Couple Weekend conversation, and it wasn't really addressed on the live show. But Rachel and Gabby seem to be revealing a lot post-show on these interviews that they did. And Rachel on the Chicks in the Office podcast that I did not listen to, but thank you, Us Weekly, for doing a recap of it. And it's one thing to do a recap of a podcast and just kind of, you know, give your thoughts and recapping it and saying, like, this is what they said. I think anybody that does a recap of a podcast has to transcribe it word for word. Because if you don't, stuff gets lost in translation. And Us Weekly transcribed it word for word. And... Rachel revealed that the conversation that they had at the house that we watched on Tuesday night happened when she was in California for the Mentel All, which taped on August 11th. And she said, quote, there was a conversation on the phone when he initially, I want to say told me, but I was yanking it out of this man. We had this conversation on the phone, hung up, and we were like, okay, we need to be in person for the rest of this. So when I got there, I'm like, I need answers. I need to know timelines. I need to know when things started. It was really not even a day from when I found out to when we were in person and my head was just spinning. In one part, you're numb, you're angry, but then you're sad. I'm like, I just need to know what happened. Okay, so this actually puts things in a little bit more of perspective in regards to why Rachel was a little more upset because everyone's focusing on, oh, it was just a kiss. And it's like, no, when you hear that answer, now you have to break it down in terms of the timeline. They got engaged in May in Mexico. It sounds like this kiss happened sometime in maybe June or July. But when Rachel says he told me the day before we ended up seeing each other. Well, wait a second now. That means that whether it happened in June or it happened in July, he didn't tell her about the kiss until August. There are other things that she said on that podcast where he changed his story as well about where and how the kiss happened. So there's also that. So not only did he take over a month to tell her, depending on whether this happened in June or July, he didn't tell her until August, we now know that answer, and he changed his story. So everyone focusing on what's the big deal, it was just one kiss, you can get past that if you really loved him, Rachel's frustration had to do a lot more with the lying, the changing of the story, and him taking forever to tell him. Plus, you also got to take into consideration this. I told you that People Magazine, if you go on their TikTok, you can find an interview with Rachel where she specifically says he told me because he had seen other things coming out about guys on my season's exes. She's clearly talking about Nate. Well, I went back and I was like, wait a second. When did I report the Nate story? And I reported the Nate story on August 9th. So basically, Tino... Found out, obviously knew this Nate story got big, and he literally told Rachel the next day. Finally fessed up to it because, oh shit, exes are talking, I don't want this getting back to Rachel. So if I don't report the Nate story, do you honestly think Tino tells Rachel? No. (laughs) I think we can say that. He can say it all he wants, oh yeah, I was going to. It sounds like, I mean, come on, he told her the next day after the Nate story that I published where his ex had all the receipts. Yet he was holding it from her for a month or two. So he tells her, the next day he goes out for Men Tell All, or she goes out for Men Tell All, and they have their conversation. I think that puts a lot more things into perspective as to why she was as upset as she was. And you can't really convince me otherwise. Like I, when I didn't even realize it, but when I saw Rachel say that on the People Magazine interview that she did on TikTok, And she said, he told me because he was hearing things about other guys on my season and people speaking out. I was like, okay. And then I just did the timeline. August 9th, I report the Nate story with Kelsey. The next day, based on that answer that Rachel just gave, saying he told it to me. And it was not even a day from when I found out to when we were in person and my head was just spinning. So it looks like he told her on the—I report on the 9th, Tino tells her on the 10th of August, and on the 11th, they're recording that conversation at the Happy Couple weekend. I mean, that changes it for me. I, I, I would think a lot of people could see that and not just focus on what's the big deal, it was a kiss. It wasn't just the kiss. You're focusing on the physical. This had to do with the changing of stories. I think she said at one point it happened at a party, and then at another point he was telling her it happened in an Uber. So he's changed the story about when and where this kiss happened, and he waited, if it happened in June, that means he waited two months to tell her. If it happened in July, that means he waited one month to tell her. And now we kind of know the only reason he did tell her was was because the Nate story got released and he got scared like, oh shit, exes are talking. What if this one comes out and does? I mean, I think that makes things so much different than what we saw on the show Tuesday night. That's just me. Speaking of the show Tuesday night, the finale, Um, did you see the ratings? They weren't great overall. You know, you might have seen that they were up for Michelle's finale, but Michelle's finale aired in December of last year. Uh, they, that drew a .75 rating. Uh, Rachel and Gabby's drew a .9, 3.5 million viewers versus Michelle's, which drew 4.3 million. But here's the thing that, you know, nobody ever talks about and nobody breaks it down. And I've I've said this so many times, but I'm just going to keep repeating it. The biggest thing advertisers care about, the biggest demo is women 18 to 49. That is the number one demo for any advertiser. That's who they're looking for and that's who they're targeting. On Tuesday night, in the Women 18-49 to 49 demo, The Bachelorette drew a 10.7 rating. The next highest show that night in Women 18-49 to 49 was The Voice, which drew 7.2. It drew 3.5 points higher. That is huge. It was easily the number one show of the night in the Women 18-49 to 49 range, and that's why this show stays on the air on network television. We talk about... Overall ratings, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Bachelor Data has talked about this ad nauseum. Network TV ratings are down across the board. But when you're drawing a 10.7 in women 18 to 49, you know how big of a number that is? Advertisers love that. Also, today, as you're listening to this, there is a good chance the potential cast list of women for Zach's season has been released on Facebook And I am furiously trying to scramble to find out the last names and Instagram accounts and the bios, the basic information about them. You have 12. I released uh, two more yesterday, Olivia Miller and Jessica Gerard. So you have 12 going into today and probably going to be, what, 30, 32 on that list. And then a few will end up not making it and getting cut. So um, I do want to talk about that. Uh, Right now, because this is going to be a big deal. After I released the cast list of the ones that I had uh, that of the 12 that I had uh, given out, a reader sent me a very disturbing photo of a Facebook post from one of these contestants. And I'll tell you who the contestant is because I'm going to read their Facebook post and I'm also going to link to it either on on my Twitter and Instagram today and uh the the contestant the possible contestant in question is Vanessa Esparson from Phoenix Arizona or Scottsdale Arizona and the person who found it said Steve this is very disturbing and I will say it is very disturbing and it's one of the worst takes I've ever heard and yes is it an opinion yes but I think when you hear this you're going to be like whoa and here's the thing this did not this wasn't some deep dive and you know digging way back into the archives to find something and just so I could you know, go after some contestant on the show. This was a reader who brought it to my attention who literally found it within five minutes of me posting Vanessa as a contestant, a possible contestant on Zach's season. This was a Facebook post she made back in June of 2016, and it was regarding the Brock Turner case. If you don't know the Brock Turner case, he is the Stanford swimmer that was accused of three counts of felony sexual assault of an unconscious woman behind a dumpster at a frat party. He got six months in prison, county jail that got reduced to three for good behavior. It was a very, very hot button topic in America. And clearly anyone with any sane brain knows that that was bullshit. That first that he only got six months And even more bullshit that it got reduced to three for good behavior for for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman behind a dumpster at a party. That woman came forward later. She was uh, Emily Doe in all the court proceedings. But then later on, we know her name is Chanel Miller. She did an interview on 60 Minutes, which I will link to because I want to drive this point home of you listen to that interview and then you listen to Vanessa's take. And you tell me if Vanessa is an offer rocker, and then um, Chanel Miller also wrote a book, "Know My Name," and um, so in this was uh, around the time the verdict came out, and I will take. I have the screenshot of it, and for those of you who have. Been involved in something like this or know somebody who has, this can be very triggering. So, this is a warning to you. But the reason that this is becoming news and the reason that I'm putting this out there is because I don't think Vanessa Esparson should be a contestant on this season. Because we all know this was getting out. A reader found it within five minutes of me posting about Vanessa. They informed me and I said, okay, this needs to be put out there for the public. I have no really way of... I don't have any contacts with the show. Um, I know I've told you in the past that I reached out. It was through back channels. This one is like, hey, I'm putting this out there. The show is going to know today what Vanessa has in her past and what she wrote in her past and her take on this particular situation. If they still choose to cast her as a contestant on this season, that's on them. I'm doing my due diligence here to let it out because... If I don't, this was going to get out eventually because, like I said, a reader found it within five minutes. This is what Vanessa esparzan said about the Brock Turner case back in June of 2016. Not defending Brock Turner. Oh, Jesus. When that's your first sentence, you know this is going downhill. But why is the girl also not at fault for how much she drank? She was three times above the legal limit. As a girl in college, I know that it can get scary out there, especially in the college party scene and not knowing many people around you at times, and I know better than to drink too much than I can actually handle. I'd much rather be sober Sally and be boring and stop drinking than wake up and have no recollection of what happened because that terrifies me. I hate not having complete control of my actions, and everyone should feel that way as well. You should always have control of your body and mind. If at any minute you do not, that should be your indicator of one Sit down and chill out. Two, tell your friends of how intense you're feeling. Or three, go home and be safe. My heart goes out to the victim for having to live with this catastrophic incident, but this situation raises so many questions that I can't help but truly question because of how drunk they both, in capital letters, all caps, were and her completely blacking out. I mean, that's one of the most disgusting, ignorant, and awful takes. I've ever heard regarding the Brock Turner incident. And we've seen some things in the past from contestants that get brought to light. That was going to get brought to light. And she is now going to be crucified. If she is a contestant on this season, we know how bad toxic bachelor nation can get with that said, whether she does end up as a contestant when filming begins Monday night or whether she is cut beforehand, she doesn't need death threats. She doesn't need to be called names, but Let's let's handle this with some care here. You can have all your opinions you want of Vanessa for that awful, god-awful, horrible take on the Brock Turner situation. But we don't need to resort to death threats and the like, that you know how this this show can get and its fans can get. But this needed to be brought to the forefront. The show needs to be aware of this. A reader found this within five minutes of me posting Vanessa was a contestant this season. This was going to get out. Does the show even vet anymore? If a reader can find it in five minutes, how did the show not see this? Does the show not care that she doesn't think Brock Turner, what Brock Turner did, was a big deal? She's basically saying, well, the girl drank too much, she deserved it. Rape is not a punishment for getting drunk. I mean that <laughs> that take is so disturbing that she took that case, and she took she. Well, I don't know how much she followed it, but God, for God's sakes, you wrote that, you put that for the public to read on Facebook. Oh my God. Like I said, when I started reading, the second you start a post with not defending Brock Turner, but the rest is basically garbage because you were defending him and you were and you were going after Chanel Miller. You're basically blaming it on her for drinking too much. I said it 30 seconds ago. I'll say it again. Chanel says it in the 60 Minutes interview. It's the most profound thing she probably said because she was asked the same question by the interviewer. And she answered, Rape is not a punishment for getting drunk. I don't care how drunk Chanel was. Do you think she deserved to be taken behind a dumpster and sexually assaulted? So, like I said, this is very heavy. I have no idea what the show is going to do. But they are very well aware now that one of their contestants posted this on their Facebook. I have the screenshot of it. I will include it online today on my Twitter account and my Instagram stories. And I'm putting it out there right now because I knew it was going to get out eventually if a reader found it in five minutes on a quick search online. It was taken from her Facebook page in June of 2016. I don't believe it's still on her Facebook page, because when I went to her Facebook page, it was just photos. So she's deleted it, but on a search, you can find it. And we know how people have found things about other contestants on this show. This was going to get found. If I waited till after Monday and she made the cast, then it's even worse. I'm putting this out there now because I don't think Vanessa should be a contestant. It's not my decision whether or not she's a contestant. I have no say in who gets cast and who doesn't. But she obviously is a potential candidate. Filming starts on Monday. This show now has three days to decide whether or not they want this girl on the show who has this in her past and has this stance on someone who was sexually assaulted. The onus is on them. That's why I wanted to put it out today. I didn't want to wait till after the show started filming and I would find out Vanessa made the cast. Because then she can't say a word about it until she's been eliminated. And then, even then, she can't say a word about it until basically it, she's confirmed as a cast member. Because, you know, all they're doing is putting out the potential cast list possibly today. So, this is a very, very ignorant and disgusting and unfortunate take that Vanessa had six years ago. I really hope that she's done a lot of soul searching since then. And she doesn't still feel this way about women who get drunk at parties. God, I hope she doesn't. But I felt the need to put that out there today. So the ball is in the show's court now. Let's I don't think, you know, it's bad enough. She has this take. It's going to be worse for her if she makes the show. And, you know, this would have started circulating anyway. And the heat that she would be under based on some of the things that other people have done. There have been other people in this franchise that have done less, that have been dug up, that have been crucified by Toxic Batronation. This is pretty bad, at least to me. You say, Steve, it's her opinion. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, but if you know anything about that case. And I'm going to link to the 60 Minutes interview with Chanel Miller, the first time she spoke about it. You, lit, you watched those 27 minutes, which I watched again last night because I hadn't seen it since it aired on 60 Minutes in 2019. I rewatched it again last night, and, I, and it makes Vanessa's take even more sickening. So if you don't think it's a big deal or it's like, oh, whatever, she was a college girl that had an opinion on Facebook, I'm sorry. That doesn't fly college she was in college at the time yeah when she wrote this yeah she should know better she shouldn't be blaming and talking about the state of what chanel miller was in at the time when she wrote this we didn't even know who chanel miller she was just emily doe in all the paperwork we didn't know until she came out years later and said put her name behind it because she wanted to have a voice and everyone to know who she was and she wrote a book about it but for Vanessa to have this take back, even back then, without knowing Chanel and hearing her voice or reading her book or seeing that interview, it doesn't matter. What are you doing? I, I would expect this take to come from some misogynistic douchebag who runs a frat and is, you know, you know, running the keg stand at a frat party. I would expect him to be like, well, she was drinking too much. You know, she was too drunk. I would expect it to come from someone like that. Not another woman. I mean, talk about women shaming. Jesus Christ. Your whole take is about how much Chanel drank? And that's why? And we should be worried about that? Once again, rape is not a punishment for getting drunk. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great weekend. And... I don't know. Let's push this story and let's get this to um, the show because I don't think Vanessa should be a contestant on this show for her own sake. I think I'm helping her here because she doesn't want to deal with once she becomes more famous by actually being a contestant on this show. I'm sorry. It, I. That's my stance on this. If you disagree with me, you disagree with me, but I don't think she should be a contestant on this show. And you could say, Steve, you just ruined her chance. No, I didn't. She did. By writing that garbage. Thanks again for listening. Hope you all have a great weekend, and we will talk to you Monday. See you!